0: hey guys in the mandalorian show we get to learn a bit about mandalore the great now a lot of us legends fans kind of think that this could be the new canon version of Mandalore the Ultimate because both of their names are quite similar as well as the little bit we know about Mandalore the Great. However the good thing is we know a ton about Mandalore the Ultimate and he's got a really interesting story that ties in with Revan and the Mandalorian Wars and the Jedi and so much more. So in this video I want to talk about Mandalore the Ultimate, give a bit of a lore history lesson and we can discuss how he may tie into Mandalore the Great or might actually be Mandalore the Great as referred to in The Mandalorian. We first heard about him in Episode 8 of Season 1 back in 2019 when the Armorer was talking about how he rides a Mythosaur into battle and how he's glorified in Mandalorian songs. So Mandalore the Ultimate was the leader of the Mandalorian people during the Mandalorian Wars in the Star Wars universe. This was thousands of years ago. He was born on the planet Mandalore and as a member of the Tong species he was trained for war from a young age. He became the leader of the Mandalorian Crusaders and led them into battle against the Old Republic during the Mandalorian Wars. He was known for his red cape, battle armor, and helmet which once belonged to Mandalore the Indomitable. Mandalore the Ultimate was considered one of the most powerful warriors of his time and tended to fight with overwhelming force and war droids. He was one of the last Tong to claim the Mandalore title and was known to some as the Great Shadow Father. He sought to lift his people from the hole of betrayal and humiliation that plagued them since the Great Sith War. With highly advanced equipment and weapons, he dominated the battlefield. He wore an armor made of Mandalorian iron, or as we know, Beskar, that was highly resistant to blaster fire, lightsabers, and other types of attacks. He carried a personalized helmet that had a long T-shaped visor and a jetpack that allowed him to fly through the air like most Mandalorians have. His primary weapon, however, was a customized Mandalorian Ripper. This was a melee weapon that could cut through almost anything with ease. The Ripper was a large vibro-sword. Now, we remember in Season 1 when the Mandalorian used his vibro-blade against the Mudhorn, it was this extremely fast vibrating blade that could cut through almost anything. Now, imagine that, but a sword. That's what the Ripper was. Mandalore the Ultimate carried this with him during battles, and it was a symbol of Mandalore the Ultimate's leadership and prowess in battle. Now, the Vibra sword was a common weapon among the Mandalorians, and the Ripper was a special variant of this weapon. It was crafted to be the ultimate weapon for Mandalore the Ultimate. The blade was made of a special metal alloy that made it resistant to lightsabers, making it an effective weapon against Jedi and Sith, which was very important for that time. The Ripper was also equipped with a variety of technological enhancements that made it even more formidable. It had a built-in energy shield that protected Mandalore the Ultimate from blaster fire and other forms of energy attacks. The weapon also had a hilt-mounted plasma generator that allowed Mandalore the Ultimate to deliver powerful strikes that could cut through almost any material. He had a strong mentality towards Mandalorians. Of course, they were his people. He saw them as the greatest warriors in the galaxy and believed that they should be united under his leadership to conquer the galaxy. He was highly respected by them. He was also known to be highly intelligent and strategic, able to make decisions that would lead his army to victory. Now Mandalore the Ultimate disliked the Jedi. This was nothing new, as most Mandalorians disliked them as well. He saw Jedi as weak and inferior to the Mandalorians. He believed that the Jedi Order was holding the galaxy back and needed to be eliminated. His strong disdain for the Jedi originated from their interference in the Mandalorian Wars. Now, The Mandalorian Wars were a series of conflicts between the Mandalorian warrior culture and the Galactic Republic, which lasted approximately 15 or so years. The wars were primarily fought in the Outer Rim and saw the Mandalorians, under the leadership of Mandalore the Ultimate, launch a massive military campaign against the Republic. Now, The Mandalorians had long been a formidable fighting force and had a history of aggression towards the Republic. During these Mandalorian Wars, they employed advanced military tactics and weaponry and were successful in conquering several worlds on the Republic's frontier. The Republic initially struggled to counter the Mandalorian threat, but eventually rallied under the leadership of Jedi Knights Revan and Malak, who organized a massive military response. They gathered a coalition of forces from throughout the galaxy and launched a counter-attack that eventually pushed the Mandalorians back. So the Jedi Order, who were opposed to the Mandalorian aggression and war that they waged on the Galactic Republic, intervened in the conflict by supporting the Republic's forces. This intervention ultimately resulted in the defeat of the Mandalorians. Mandalore viewed the Jedi as meddlers and interfering do-gooders who prevented the Mandalorians from achieving their goals. Additionally, the Mandalorians felt that Jedi's using the Force was a very cheap trick and not a true measure of strength. Mandalore's hatred for the Jedi may also have been fueled by a sense of pride and honor, as most Mandalorians saw themselves as superior beings and warriors, and resented being defeated by those they deemed inferior. Now, he also didn't just hate the Jedi. He hated all Force-sensitives, really. He held a negative opinion of the Sith, too, who he saw as just power-hungry and manipulative. However, He was much more willing to work with the Sith and ally with them if it meant achieving his goals of conquering the galaxy and uniting the Mandalorian people. Mandalore the Ultimate died during the Battle of Malachor V, which was the final battle of the Mandalorian Wars. He engaged in a one-on-one battle with Jedi Knight Revan on the planet's surface and ultimately lost. His helmet was taken by Revan as a trophy. Now, the galaxy's point of view speculated that Mandalore the Ultimate's death was due to Revan's use of the Force. So they kind of discounted it, especially if you were Mandalorian, while others believed that he was killed in a more conventional manner. Regardless, his death marked the end of the Mandalorian Wars and the beginning of a new era in galactic history. In his last moments of life, Mandalore removed his mask and told Revan that the Sith Emperor had manipulated him into starting the war, unknowingly causing the shift for Revan to turn to the dark side. His death was a turning point for the Mandalorian people, who were forced to retreat and eventually lost the war. Despite this, Mandalore the Ultimate is remembered as a hero and a symbol of Mandalorian strength and honor. During his reign, Mandalore the Ultimate changed Mandalorian culture in significant ways. He created the Mandalorian Neo-Crusaders, a military force that brought the Mandalorian people together and allowed them to conquer other worlds. If you haven't seen my video about the different Mandalorian factions, make sure to check that one out. I uploaded it just a few days ago. He also implemented a new code of honor for the Mandalore. Now. Mandalore the Great, of course, has a different name than Mandalore the Ultimate, but he was a leader as well, if he's not the same person. And he held the title of Mandalore in the new canon. He led a series of conflicts against the Jedi Order in ancient times, and by the time of the New Republic, the Jedi had become a myth. Though the battles between Mandalore the Great and the Jedi were known to some Mandalorians through ancient songs, as we learned in the Mandalorian show. He was known to have rode into battle riding a mythosaur, leading the Mandalorians. It is said that whoever can tame the mythosaur beast and ride it into battle again one day will lead all of Mandalore once again. So it makes me wonder what else they're going to add to Mandalore the Great, and if we're going to get his story to be told perhaps in an old Republic game of some sorts. Personally, and uh, judging by the chat during all the watch parties and comments and videos, a lot of people do think that Mandalore the Great is really just the canon version of Mandalore the Ultimate. And if this is the case, this is pretty cool for us Legends fans. Let me know what you guys think. Do you want him to be the same character, or do you want him to be a new character? Thanks for watching today's video. I hope we get to learn more about Mandalore the Great or the Ultimate in canon especially in The Mandalorian Show. Maybe in some flashbacks. I think that would be really cool and it could set up some interest for the Old Republic for a lot of newer Star Wars fans that come in just for The Mandalorian Show. Thanks for watching today's video. Leave a like if you enjoyed it and I'll catch you all in the next one. Until then, remember, my fellow Jedi and Sith friends and Mandalorians, the Force will be with you always.